with Jenny Lehman and Tyler McComas. Oh, I always make the gravy, and I do make great gravy. Um, I'm not a big cook guy, and uh, haven't been, but uh, I've made the gravy for decades. (laughs) It's that time of year, I guess. I forgot all about it, but it's time to start talking a little Thanksgiving food. What's your favorite? What are you cooking? That's how things typically go around this time. And uh, no holiday is complete without a quote from Mike Lee. Yeah, it's been a, a bit empty this year, hasn't it? Uh, yep. Halloween passed, and we didn't get to hear anything about candy corn or Halloween from him. Same thing with Thanksgiving. So, yeah, we got to at least hear from Mike Leach that he uh, he used to make the gravy every single year. Miss, miss that guy, man. Like, college football was better, and it was definitely more entertaining with Mike Leach. If your team was having a – Terrible season, like whatever. You could always count on a Mike Leach quote during the middle of the week to brighten right. your day. And uh, I know I'm one of many who st- who misses that. I, whenever he had a good football team, he was entertaining as hell. When he had a bad football team, he was even more entertaining. Uh, very few people out there like that. It was always something to uh, to see. But man, that seems like it was yesterday and at the same time seems like it was forever ago all in one it uh very weird didn't that happen pretty shortly after the egg bowl a year ago i feel like it, a yeah. game that they beat Ole miss um last year i think they were an underdog in that game and they beat Ole miss so that was the last game that he ever coached i, I think by the bowl was, game that he had yeah, already it was passed. between the bowl game and the and their final game of the season, if I remember right. Yeah, I think it was in the month of December. Because so. they had named the interim and then decided to stick with them for the following year. Jeez, and um, the interim head coach didn't even last a, a full year before they fired him, man. Didn't even last an entire regular season before they're out on Zach Arnett. Well, you know, some of that you feel like is kind of the courtesy opportunity, maybe why they get their affairs in order to go on a coaching search. You know, and because I don't know, it's never easy at that point. But I, I don't know. Which you know, there's a chance that that could factor in here. I haven't heard anything since you know a week ago, whenever it was announced. But you know, Levy was name was thrown around with that job for sure. This is the final show of the week you and I are going to do together. Which just it just seems so weird. I'm totally. Totally thrown off of our weekly schedule, like Tuesday. All right, let's start looking at the opponent a little bit here. Uh, today we kind of got to got to go all in on this OU TCU game. Yeah. But before we do that and kind of gauge how everyone's feeling about the Friday ball game, um, any last thoughts from the BYU game? Because Hands came on with us on Friday, and I listened to his show from yesterday. And just yeah. curious what their side, like what they thought. And he had the opinion, he feels like BYU lost the game more than OU won the game. Yeah. And with some of those uh, unforced errors that they had, it's really hard to disagree with him on, on, yeah. on that take. I Absolutely. I mean, if it's not for three really just – 
I mean, two horrible turnovers and one, I guess, you you know, give us the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, there's a fumbled exchange that we dive on. They handed us that one. There's the pick six where I, I don't know what you're doing. Just hand the ball off. Right, you run all the way down the field. You're on like the two or three yard it was, line. It was an RPO, uh, apparently, yeah. but yes, just hand the ball. Just hand off the there. ball off. That one, and then you know the sack fumble. You know Stutzman's unblocked, but you know with the blitz that they're dialed up and and they're in empty. He, he the quarterback has to know that they don't have enough guys to protect. The ball's got to come out quick and. He goes to throw the flat, Bothroyd's under it, and then he pulls it down. I mean, he's got to know he's either got to escape away quickly or he's got to throw the ball away, you know, and that's it's that quick. It's three plays. Now, there's a lot of things that happened in that football game, and who knows what, what the what the outcome is, if any one of those situations are different. Obviously, the, the whole dynamic changes, but, you know, they handed us the football three times. Now, to me is kind of tells the story of what went down yeah so yeah i agree with him yeah i uh and he thought it was going to be some unpopular take he's like sorry i mean i i know some people are going to hate this opinion some people might hate it but i think byu lost it more than OU won it and i'm driving around thinking i <laughs> you got approval from around here i'm sure i mean OU well, was definitely lucky to win that game yeah, they're probably. I don't. I don't know what that fan base is like, uh, especially considering the way that this season has gone. But um, I don't know. I I I don't know how that'd be an unpopular opinion. I don't know. Maybe maybe that sets like too easy that hey we had it and we gave it away i I don't know why that would be unpopular i I guess scott t says in the words of lincoln riley byu is three to four plays away from winning truly yeah lincoln definitely could have played though well we're we're close now you you don't you understand you're untrained eye you don't get it but we're 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 close you can't see it you don't know as much as i do You're, you're we're close though well how about this usc's done how interesting is that so they got a bye week on the final week of the season. Um, they're not playing in the Pac-12 championship game. So really on cruise control, doing nothing for two weeks until we find out what the Bulls are going to look like. That's a weird ending to a season. Yeah, they're I, You're just – it's like they've faded into obscurity. There's nothing going on there for them now. They kind of faded into obscurity three weeks ago. But, yes, it's going to be an entire month, over in a month easily – before they play their next game. So plenty of time for opt-outs there. Maybe even the head coach will opt-out. Maybe he'll be somewhere else by the time USC plays a football Boy, game next. Speaking of opt-outs, op, like, transfer por- portal, it's transfer portal and opt-out season, and uh, they are going to coexist. Like There may not be enough players on rosters come transfer portal time to even have a bowl season. It's true. Uh, it's 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 definitely true, man. And I, I read the quote last hour from Duke head coach Mike Elko, and he's talking about it, um, saying it's going to be complete anarchy in, in about 13 days. It's going to look like the Wild West. Literally open free agency for all of college football. I don't know that anyone is immune to what it's what's going to happen in the transfer portal. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yes. I mean, that, that – that's the 
the nature of the beast, so to speak. It's the weirdest thing. Rarely in a sport does, like, I don't think you can find, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it seems like there wouldn't be a whole lot of fans that really enjoy what the transfer portal is. Or really, the it's. I think it's the combination of the two. Like the transfer portal is one thing, but you know now it's become. You have a good year, you're going to cash in, right? And if if you didn't have the NIL, the transfer portal probably wouldn't be nearly as bad as it is. But I don't think there's many fans that really like it. I don't think there's many coaches that like it. I don't think there's many athletic directors out there that like it. But it's still here, and I still haven't seen or heard any meaningful changes. I know they've tinkered with some of the dates for the transfer portal, but that's really all that I've yeah. heard, heard about. But, but it's still such interesting timing. Like uh, yeah. The NFL has probably the most action-packed offseason of any sport, but it's Super Bowl hits, and then the actual offseason hits after the final game, right? Same thing with baseball, same thing with a lot of sports, but like – we're full-on off-season here in about 13 days when football games and the most important football games will still take place. And that yeah. goes for the early signing period. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. college football is just such on an interesting calendar that the off-season actually starts well before a lot of teams will play their final games. Yeah. It just makes it even – like, the month of December has to be the craziest month for college football staffs, for those that are playing in, in, in big bowl games at least. It's It's got to change – the count, the timing calendar has to change with the expanded playoff because if you're in the playoff, you are at a major disadvantage when it comes to transfer portal stuff, right? And maybe the argument is made, well, if you're that good, you don't need to be a player in the transfer portal. And I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, you're just you're going to be so late to the game. TCU would have liked to have been more of a player in the transfer portal last I'm year. I'm sure, yeah, with some of the, the names that they were missing. So uh, it, it becomes pretty difficult for those teams. And when you go to 12 and you're going to have 12 teams in the playoff while, while the transfer portal stuff's going on, that's going to be difficult. I'm sure they – and I know they talked about moving the timeline of it, and I don't know what the latest results of that are. Maybe they've already – uh, figured that out for next year, but no, no, man. I, it's weird. Nobody likes it. Josh says, how much do you think it'll cost to pay off whoever we got to pay off to make the championship? Asking for a friend. It's working for everyone else. Figured we should give it a go if things don't fall in place this weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I. The prospects don't seem very good, but I, you never know. If, if the BYU team shows up, the, the BU, BYU team that plays us shows up to play the Oklahoma State team that played UCF, we're going to the Big 12 championship. But the chances of that, I, I can't imagine, are very strong. Yeah, well, it's even got so desperate uh, over on my side. I'm trying to evaluate which BYU quarterback I'd rather play, and I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm sticking with Rhett's lap. He, he at least gives you yeah. some big playability with his feet. Gonna make a big mistake or two, but might make a uh, you know a few big plays with his arm or his feet. I, I don't know. It's BYU is gonna have to play probably their best game of the year to go up there on Saturday and win, unless OSU just lays out a complete stinker. 
I never thought, uh, you know, I I thought that just because of the way things have played, I didn't have any evidence or anything I could really point at. But we had the conversation before the season, and I was like, you know, this is the this is the type of year whenever everyone's left Mike Gundy for dead that he typically has one of his better years, All right? And that has unfolded, and I still. They're eight and three, and most likely going to play in the Big Twelve Championship, and I still don't think they're very good. I don't, I don't either, man. <laughs> and it just makes a few weeks ago uh, all the more frustrating when you think about yeah. it that way. I know it. There they are, um, sitting at eight and three, probably going to beat BYU to go nine and three, and go play Texas in the Big Twelve Championship game. And I'll just tell you right now. Um, you got Oklahoma strength against Texas strength with their running game against Texas's front seven. They're going to get housed They're gonna in the get Big hammered. 12 championship. OU Texas would be a really good Big 12 championship game. I think Texas-Kansas State would be a good Big 12 championship game. I don't think Texas-Oklahoma State. Like, Texas, I, I still don't think that they're great enough just to beat someone by 35 in a Big 12 championship game. But they'll 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 dominate Oklahoma State. First, I mean that front seven, especially that interior, that's, the defensive line, like you're saying, you'd be tough for OSU. That's what I would think. But you know, I, you never know with Oklahoma State. Here's the thing: like you said that Oklahoma and Texas, or Oklahoma or Texas and Kansas State would be a better game. I I don't even I don't know how much I even believe that. I. It's been a long time, and it's been really few and far between this year that this team has played to their capabilities. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I agree, but it's not like the other contenders have done a fantastic sure, job of that. Sure, that's true. Like, Texas had the win at Alabama. That was their best game. You give them credit for that. But, uh-huh. no, I, that's what Brent even said yesterday. He didn't feel like they've played their best game, and that's disappointing. But yeah. I, I've still seen a Texas team this year that – you know, I haven't really either. Almost blew it against Houston. Almost blew it against TCU. Didn't look great against Wyoming. They've been pretty far from perfect too. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we we looked good against Iowa State. That was really when Iowa State was just starting to turn things around, and we had some really good moments against Texas. But you know, even the Texas game, we I know they think we played like some superhuman football game, but we really didn't play that good. So yeah, are you going to ask um, uh, Coach Stoops here if he had a cougar tail? Last Saturday, yeah. All right. we'll, we'll see I, what he thought I, of, uh, I dare of you Utah. To ask him. Well, what's wrong with that? I'll, I'll fire that question. Hey, coach, no you problem. have a cougar tail on Saturday? Let's throw it out. First question. What's what's worse, that or what's your what's your favorite side dish on Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> That'll go All well. Right. Quick timeout, hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. We got Coach Stoops joining us next. Stay with us. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. It was great, but I got to tell you, I, that voice sounded familiar uh, promoting Van Hoos Fence. Yeah. Uh, that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh,. Yeah, it was uh, uh, great to go out there. I hadn't been uh, been to Salt Lake many times for recruiting, but 
hadn't been to Provo and been to uh, BYU for a game. Great atmosphere. They did a great job. It was a fun, exciting game, and I uh, feel great that we were able to, you know, make the plays we needed to to win the game, and that's all that matters. Yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. The, You know, the previous two times, only played BYU twice previous, and in both of those games, starting quarterbacks for Oklahoma were knocked out. We had lost both of those games, and then Dylan Gabriel doesn't come back out after halftime, and there's Jackson Arnold, and it's like, geez, is this thing uh, already destined to, to go down this way? But Jackson Arnold came in, coach, and looked pretty good. It's really odd that that has happened three times, isn't it? Uh, really <laughs> yeah. crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I loved it. Uh, uh, I saw Dylan after the game. He looked bright-eyed and talked great and felt. he said he felt great. So hopefully that all is good. But, yeah, Jackson Arnold went in there and uh, – you could tell there's a little bit of nerves early, but then he settled down, and I thought he was awesome. And uh, probably a little amped up when he overthrew. Forget who was uh, who was you know was five Anderson. yards. Nick, uh, yeah, was you know, but that happens. Um, and then, but you know, to make the plays he did down the stretch, one showing some tough, strong running uh, to pick up a first down, and then audibling to the slant uh, there late to pick up the last first down to ice. So I thought he was awesome for, for a guy that, you know, first time out there, uh, you know, I thought he looked great. How about Gavin Sawchuk? Not, not only did he have a great game, or and not only has he had a, a nice little three-, four-week run here, but it feels like he gets better and better as the game goes on. Definitely. Uh, he was great. Uh, running through tackles, making big plays. He's got the speed when he does get in the open. Um, so, yeah, that, that was fun to see. And, you know, I I enjoyed. He's one of the, you know, six, seven guys I got to go see in that week I recruited, you know, between Lincoln leaving and Brent being hired. And uh, I got to go out to Denver to visit with he and his parents. And so, I, you know, you, you kind of – you know the guys you know a little bit more. You enjoy that, so uh, I love it. Uh, he's he. I, I really believe he's going to be special as time goes. Now we've got the short week, which you know it's going to be odd playing on Friday morning, but we're in a position right now where we need some help to get into the Big Twelve Championship game. And I'm guessing, Coach, it's probably a benefit that you're playing really before anyone else on Friday, Friday morning. That way you're not, you know, players aren't watching TVs and focused on what may happen, you know, uh, before you play. I guess you can put all that aside and just go out there and do your thing and and then sit back and see where the chips fall. Well, that's all you can do. Uh, to me, it's, you know, that, that's all that matters is do your best to play your best this weekend and, and then, uh, you know, things happen or they don't. But you've done your best, and, and I believe our team has done that throughout. I understand, and, you know, two of those games that we lost, we we, did, we weren't our best or we made too many mistakes. And you have to live with that. But um, but hopefully we can overcome it. And you, just, you just want to go out this last game and play your best, and, and I believe our team will. Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo and – Billy Bowman made the biggest play of the day with the pick six, but we were talking yesterday about 
you know, people will talk about that play, but not the other big plays that he made throughout that game as well. Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week, and he's just had an excellent year. I mean, with my eyes, Bob, he's been one of the best defensive players they've had. What did you think about Bowman's game on Saturday and just what he's brought to the defense this year? Oh, he was awesome. Uh, big tackles out in open spaces, as well as the you know, the pick six for 100 yards. I mean, I mean that changed the game. It always does. Um, he's been awesome. I, I think I tweeted it out yesterday, I think it was, that that's what first-team All-Americans look like, um, mm-hmm. you know, and play like. And he's made those kind of big plays throughout the year, and he's been great, um, you know, and – Anyway, um, I'm glad he's getting that, that kind of recognition. Yep, he's been fantastic. Now, we're getting to that point of the year. Um, college football playoff committee is, has been meeting. We're, try, we're starting to see how, the, how everything's going to unfold a little bit. But, you know, honestly, they're still in a, in a kind of a predicament. We are deep. you got five teams right now that sit at 11-0. And then you've got four more teams in addition to that that have one loss, 10-1, that are going to be most likely playing in conference championship games. And then you throw into the mix Florida State, who may win the ACC, but, you know, they lost their starting quarterback. And I just wonder how that factors in. Maybe if you've got a, a traffic jam come come playoff time and how they pick that, I mean, we got a possible mess on our hands for four teams. Yeah, but like always, Teddy, you're 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 talking two weeks from now. You got That's this right. week, <laughs> yep. and you got championship week will determine a lot too. So a lot will happen. Um, a lot will a lot will work itself out, and then at the end, if there's five teams undefeated, then they decide. Um, yeah, but uh, but I it, it usually works itself out. Um, It'll be interesting here down the stretch um, how it all does work out. and That is a big blow for Florida State. I, uh, I, hate, to, I hate it for the young man and for the program. And, and uh, so it'll be interesting how they can handle it, uh, you know, without them. So they'll, they'll find out a lot here. You know, they've got Florida this week and then uh, an then, uh, ACC championship, right? Yep. Yeah, they'll play Louisville. Uh, and Louisville's looking darn yeah. good. So, uh, anyway, a lot will shake out, you know, one way or the other. I wanted to bring this up with you because I think it was one of the cooler things in all of football that happened this weekend and involved one of your former players. Oboe had a great weekend in more ways than one. And I don't know if you saw the story or not, but Oboe um, had a baby boy over the weekend. And less than 24 hours later – he plays in a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So in less than 24 hours where his new baby boy was born, he plays against the Steelers. He wears his hospital band that he had at the hospital, <laughs> and he has a sack, five total tackles, four TFLs, and a hit on the quarterback. I, you know what? I don't think it's one of the best things I, I've seen from this weekend. It might be the single best thing I, I saw from the weekend. I don't know if you saw that or not. I just thought it was awesome. You know, I didn't. Um, someone told me about it. I love it. Uh, love Obo, uh, Obanaya Okoronko. Uh, <laughs> his mother be proud that I call, always called him by his real name. But, uh, you know, I went through a lot with Obo. Uh, we all did. Uh, wouldn't go to class. I had a 
so many times my coaches are looking at me, how are we keeping on with this guy? And I just never wanted to give up on guys. You get he knows, give up on kids, young people. I always kept giving them more chances, more chances, more chances. And Oboe tried me to the nth degree, believe me. But I never gave up on him. And uh, he ends up graduating. He ends up his last year lecturing our freshmen about his journey and how they need to go to school, go to class, do the things he didn't do. And so, uh, anyway, he, he, he's a good soul, good man, good person, and I'm, I love it that he's uh, doing so well and that he's made it there. And, you know, so it, it just shows you, you just you hang on to guys and, uh, you know, and eventually they figure it out and do what they're supposed to do. And, and, uh, and Oboe's one of those stories, and I'm glad I held on to him, that's for sure. Now he's carved out uh, a nice little career in the NFL and still going strong. Looks like he's got uh, plenty of years left. Coach, we appreciate you stopping by. It's always good to hear from you. It was fun out there in in Utah. Final trip out there, I guess, at least for now. So it was fun. It was cool to go go out there and actually see it. But I guess we'll see you Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, Teddy. I'll see you in the booth Friday morning and boomer sooner to everybody i appreciate it coach boomer sooner good stuff that's a cool story about oboe yeah it's awesome good for him yeah and you know i'm always always remember what you know what coach stoops had said and and this wasn't with oboe but you know whenever guys have made mistakes and he basically said "What, what do you want me to do just cast them off it's you know, it's my responsibility here to see them through and do what I can to, to keep these guys on the right path. And I'm going to, you know, do what I can as long as I can with them. So uh, I thought that was cool. But, yeah, that was an awesome story with Oboe. And uh, man, he's he's turned himself into a pass rush specialist. And in the NFL, there's not many better gigs that you can have. It's almost like the NFL's, uh, you know, relief pitcher. You go out there on third down and get after the quarterback and jog over to the sideline. I mean, Oba cool. was a good player in 2017. He was just yeah. one of the only few good players that they had on defense in, in 2017. But he was yeah. – he felt like in that year, if he wasn't getting to the quarterback, uh, no, nobody was getting to the quarterback. But, nah, he's good, good player. Wish him the best. 918, Teddy chickened out with the cougar tail question. Ah, Unbelievable. I, know. I forgot all about it. I know. Forgot all about it. Dang it. Well, did you did you see Bob uh, yeah. Saturday? What, did yeah, he comment he on the, the Did he comment on the mountains and how awesome the scenery was? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think you know because we had him there in the first quarter. He comes into the booth and does a segment or two with us um, in the the back half of the first quarter, and we talked about the scenery there and what it looks like and the the turnout. It, it, I mean, it's kind of hard not to talk about it. You Especially know, where you guys are sitting, it's r- yeah. literally right in front of your face, staring right time. into the mountains. And you know, I'm sure everywhere else, it's it's not a very big topic of conversation. But you know, around here, you don't see any terrain; all you see is sky around here. So, uh, yeah, we yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Stay tuned. Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. At Bob Moore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. 
Experience exceptional at Bob Moore Nissan. I-35 in Tecumseh or online at bobmorenissan.com. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cavens is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cavens Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cavensgroup.com. It's football season at your neighborhood. A significant number of homeowners live with inadequate home comfort systems. They specialize in diagnosing your home system issues while providing more efficiency and reducing your utility costs. As an authorized dealer of American Standard, Tim can service your residence or business. Call Tim and his team at 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lemon, keep the text coming, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Is this the best week of football all year long? I mean, week one's pretty awesome because you've been looking forward to it all year, uh, all offseason long, but this week, man, like, you got NFL games on Thursday, multiple, yeah. uh, college football on Thursday, good college football games on Friday, great college football games on Saturday. Uh, a really good slate on Sunday. I think this is probably my favorite football week of the entire year. Boy, it really is. Thursday, we've got Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Now, that's probably not going to be – I guess you never know in a rivalry I'm game. I'm just talking about football in general. Like, yeah, all over. that's what I'm saying is like, even, you know, Friday is a good full day. They're not all great games, but, you know, we've got hours early. The Nebraska-Iowa game is is early. That's going to be a good one. Um, Tech in Texas is, is late, and then uh, Oregon State, Oregon is going to be a really good football game. I'm glad that that's on Big Fox. Well, if Oregon loses that game, as much as uh, like Bo Nix is the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, Oregon could win a playoff game. They're really good. They're the best team in the Pac-12. That's just that's just some thoughts out there. If mm-hmm. Oregon loses this game, I believe Arizona goes to the Pac-12 championship. Crazy, right? If they handle business, I'm sure – who are they playing? Arizona State. That's what week. I thought. Is, so, you you think they handle that. That would be wild. That would be a nice uh, – you know, Arizona's probably in a position where they're like, we need Oregon to win this game because if they don't and Arizona goes to the Pac-12 championship, they might win the thing and – they're already going to have a nearly impossible, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to hold on to their coach. And the better he does, the more difficult it's going to be to hang on to him. And, you know, they've got the uh, the Department of Defense, you know, accountant there in the athletic department at Arizona where they've misallocated $240 million <laughs> somehow. Yeah, nice. So, um, I, I don't know. They're going to have a hard time hanging on to him. He's going to – Jetfish. Yep. Yeah. He's done a really good job. They had a great close to the season last year, and even though they fought through some injury stuff this year, put out another great season. I'm sure a lot of programs look at and, – and, and to be fair, I, I wouldn't blame them – to look at Arizona's head coach and say, oh, well, I mean, if we want Arizona's head coach, we can go get Arizona's head coach. Yeah. 
Like if A and M wants Jed Fish, they're probably saying, "Yeah, we can make that one happen rather easily," and they're probably yeah. right about that with the with the amount of money that they can pay. I, guess, I mean, Arizona I, I, really is a basketball school. At the end of the day, I have no idea what his his background is. I mean, I could look it up, but um, I I don't know what he values. What like what conference you would think he wants to be in? You know, they're headed to the the Big Twelve, and maybe he feels like that's a a, a, a different way to to get on the radar for some bigger jobs. I don't know. Cherokee Sooner says OU versus Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. A lot of predictions out there for that. And I think that would be a very competitive game. That would be a very fun game. But, yeah, yeah, the payoff for OU wouldn't be all that great because it's Arizona. If the same Arizona team wore Oregon uniforms for the Alamo Bowl, the perception of it would be totally different, would it not? If that was the matchup? And I hate yeah. that it's like that, but that's that's how it works. Yep. No, it's true. Mm. It's true. Um, man, he spent a ton of time in the NFL. He's an NFL guy. Yeah. Um, was I he was I, he in New England? Jet Fish. He was in New England. He was the uh, quarterback coach in 2020. Um, that's where he was before he took the Arizona job. Spent time with the Rams. He was a offensive assistant with the Rams. Was in UCLA, Michigan a little bit, UCLA a little bit, but has been with the Jaguars, been with the Seahawks, Minnesota, Denver Broncos, Baltimore, Texans. Got his start as a GA uh, with Florida back in the 99-2000 seasons. So uh, the New Jersey Red Dogs, uh, I guess, are now the Cleveland Gladiators arena football team. How about that? That's that's sweet, man. He's He's got the roots that you're looking for right there. Yep. Maybe uh, A&M can bring in an Arena League championship head coach to, to College Station. That could change things for him. Um, is, is anyone feeling um, like it's, it's rivalry week in college football and OU's playing TCU? And I don't really – I haven't really felt like, oh, I wish OU was playing some sort of a rival. But there's the Egg Bowl this week. Um, what do you got? Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, you got so many rivalries across the sport this weekend. Florida, Florida State, of course. Bama and Auburn. I, it's more of a conversation, I guess, of what OU's rivalry weekend opponent is going to be moving forward, and it's probably going to change on a year-in, year-out basis when the SEC's a, at a one-seven schedule. Because you're not, yeah. I mean, you're, Texas will be the only team under the current schedule that you'll play every single year. And so I think OU's opponent this weekend moving forward could be might be different every single year. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, I you know, and I don't know what I, I don't know how many other tie-ins on this weekend are there in the SEC? Is A and M LSU? Is that have they started playing the same weekend? And, yes, yeah, yes, uh huh. Okay. Like I, I think every SEC team that is playing this weekend, whether they're playing an SEC opponent or not, this has been a regular opponent for them this week, either since they joined the SEC or, like, historically. Like, yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State always play this week. Missouri and Arkansas have been playing this week, I think since Missouri got into the SEC. Kentucky and Louisville always play this week. A&M and LSU since A&M got there. Um, I, I, I think except for maybe the first couple of years. Bam and Auburn, yes. Vandy, Tennessee, yes. Florida, Florida State, yes. Georgia, Georgia Tech, yes. And then Clemson and South Carolina, yes. 
That's crazy. So, like, that whole situation, I'm guessing, is upended. I mean, there's no way they would move the timing of OU Texas, right? No, it's second weekend of think October. So yeah, yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Where do we fit in then? Who who uproots what game? Well, but here, here's the thing: is I don't think like some of these teams. Well, like I, I would guess Florida still plays Florida State that week. Well, here's what honestly, this is what it is. Yeah, like the Missouri and Arkansas was slapped together. Like one of us is probably going to play Missouri, and the other is going to play Arkansas. But you don't right? play. But that's the thing: is you don't play Missouri or Arkansas every single year. Yeah, I don't know then. What a mess, right? Like, you might play Missouri. Like, you, what, you'll play Missouri twice over four years. Isn't that how it works? I bet you'll play Missouri twice, two out of those four years on Black Friday, maybe. Does and then Texas, someone else. That, I, I, I don't know. Does Texas play Arkansas this year? Do you know what their schedule is? Yeah, well, they. All right, next e- year, rather. Everyone that OU doesn't play, that's who Texas plays. Okay, so. My guess is we'll probably rotate. Right, we'll play Missouri on this week next year, and Texas will play Arkansas, and then whenever those flip, that makes sense. We'll flip. Yeah. I mean that's the only yeah, thing. No, that, everything that, that, that else is tied sense. in, right? Yeah, that that makes sense a, a, a bit. How do you feel yeah. about that? That's fine. I I got no problem with that. I mean, especially if Missouri is going to keep it up and be a legit program and turn that into a big game, I'm down with that. Well, I don't think they are. <laughs> That's yeah. just a guess for me. 972 says, I heard someone say it'll be OULSU and UT A&M Thanksgiving weekend. Huh. I mean, that would make sense. That's two but, texts but, now that says OU versus LSU when A&M and Texas uh, resumes rivalry. Oh, okay. Well, but that's the thing. It's like. You don't play them every single year. Right. That's what I'm saying is like we don't. We don't play them every year, so like we play LSU or A and M on this weekend. Then I guess because whoever it is, we're, we're going to have to flip it with Texas, like we were talking about with Missouri and Arkansas, right? Yeah, I, I, who knows? Maybe you got it right with the whole Missouri Arkansas thing. That's what makes the most sense. It kind of does make the most sense. Yeah, and I'm trying to think um, LSU. Well, here, here's the deal with that: isn't LSU's Permanent opponent, isn't it Texas A&M? Yeah, because Texas, uh, well, of course, is OU's. OU's is Texas. I think A&M's is LSU. And if they're going to play every single year, maybe they still play on this week every single year, on this Thanksgiving weekend. I, I don't know. Yeah. But we got to find these things out, I, I would guess, in the next three weeks or so. Everyone else has their schedule out. And the yeah. rumor was December. Yeah. Well, I feel like I was told that uh, the end of November – well, so, okay, then it's really coming up. Yeah, really coming up. And I, I don't know, maybe that's I – don't, I don't know. What, what, what's maybe your ultimate wish week? list with, with the way that the schedule's set up? How, how would you like rivalry weekend, Thanksgiving weekend to work out for OU? Play on Black Friday, play on Saturday, against who? What's the dream scenario? <sighs> the dream scenario? Um, LSU? LSU would be sweet on rivalry weekend. <laughs> I, I think we could get to the whole uh, the hate thing pretty quick with those guys. I think we're already there. Right? I mean, if, if I was going to pick one that was going to repeat every year and one that's realistic, like you can't pick 
you can't pick Tennessee. You know, they play Vanderbilt. You can't pick Alabama who's playing Auburn. I, the one that has the weakest tie-in, you really kind of got to pick between LSU, A&M, Missouri, and Arkansas. I would pick LSU. Yeah, that'd be fun, man. It would go, my order would go LSU, A&M, Arkansas, Missouri would be the, in those four, the order I'd want them most. Uh, Spend Thanksgiving in New Orleans having some fried alligator, some boudin. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Josh Helmer of KRefSports.tv. Are you ready for high school semifinal action on Friday? At 1 p.m., Bixby takes on Owasso. Looks for a man down the right sideline. It's Hog Shooter. He's got the catch. End zone. Touchdown, Spartans. Then, Deer Creek taking on Muskogee at 7 p.m. Running to the right, turns up field. Touchdown, Deer Creek. Grady Adamson takes it in. Catch semifinal action live on KRefSports.tv. Your home for the best high school sports streaming. It's time. All we want to think about is football and basketball season, but it's also insurance season. November 1st to December 15th is open enrollment for your individual medical coverage. It's the time you need to pick a new plan or update your income to avoid tax penalties. If you're uninsured, it's the only time to buy your individual medical plans for 2024 without a qualifying event. Call Allison Insurance at 405-745-2968 or 800-580-5587. It won't cost anything and could save you a lot. Black Friday deals are here, and Oklahoma Athletics has ticket specials for all the Sooner fans on your list. Score huge savings on upcoming men's basketball, women's basketball, wrestling events, and more. Visit Soonersports.com slash 23BlackFriday to browse events and secure the best seats remaining. The savings won't last long, so reserve your tickets today at Soonersports.com slash 23BlackFriday. Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, Footjoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information. Hey, Sooner fans, Drake Stoops here to tell you about my friends at the Affordable Door Company. Their fast, reliable, and professional staff have been serving the OKC Metro for over 28 years. Affordable Door Company is your one-stop shop for residential and commercial garage door service and replacement. Call them and tell them you want the ultimate maintenance for your garage door. You don't want to be stuck in your garage at game time, so give them a call at 405-635-9499 or visit them online at affordabledoor.net. You can't afford not to call Affordable Door Company, proud garage door sponsor of the Sooners. Metro Ford of OKC. Hi, it's Dusty Dvorak with Metro Ford of OKC. Are you ready to turn heads on the road? Look no further than Metro Ford of OKC. We've got a wide range of custom trucks to suit your style and needs. Tennessee, Roush, Rocky Ridge, Shelby, we have them all. Experience the thrill of the open road in a truck that's as unique as you are. Visit us at Metro Ford of OKC today or online and drive home in your dream custom truck. Shop where the difference is real at MetroFordofOKC.com. 
Did you know that about 23% of Oklahoma's river and stream miles are impaired by bacteria? Pet waste can pollute surface and drinking waters, like Lake Thunderbird, by contributing harmful levels of bacteria. Be sure to pick up after your furry friend when you're out and about. We drink our stormwater, so please do your part to help protect it. For more information, visit bit.ly forward slash Norman Stormwater. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. Hi, it's Tyler McComas, and if you're like me, I love a good holiday party. If you're looking for the perfect place to host your party this year, call my friends at Sooner Bowling. Speaking of planning ahead, if you're looking to work off that turkey, Sooner Bowl is now taking reservations for Thanksgiving night bowling. Don't forget the holiday catering with Social Butterfly Catering. They have Thanksgiving meals or holiday meals for you. Call 405-360-3634 and let Mandy and her staff help you this holiday season. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Fiener Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. Cavens Group bringing you this hour of The Rush. If you have an emergency, 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. It's Cavens Group, 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048, or cavensgroup.com. To the text line we go, uh, Jeff from OKC says, if they made LSU and OU a rivalry game, what could the trophy be? How about one of those giant hand grenade drinks that I always consume when I'm there? That'd be yeah, nice. That would be good. That would be good. It's like um, it's Everclear. What's well, like ninety percent Everclear, and then maybe a little sugar added in. I, I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. in that thing, but it's it's deadly. Whatever it is. Yeah, it may have LSD in it. And, Definitely uh, has LSD. Yeah. Cocaine. Now that you say that out loud, yeah, LSD, cocaine, both of those, all for twelve dollars. Yeah, I guess what's funny is. It's like, I know I'm thinking of New Orleans more than Baton Rouge, but the drink of choice down there, there's like 50 of them, hurricanes and and hand grenades and all kinds of stuff. We'll offer up the swirl. (laughs) Okay. Swirl versus the hurricane. Yeah, who wins? I like that. Uh, 713, greatest transfer portal needs feel like they are on offense, wide receiver, offensive line. Hmm. D- well, D-line's probably going to be a big one. Yeah, the thing is, is I, who knows what all we're going to need, you know? I, what guys stick around, um, play their final year, what guys of ours jump in the portal, you know, what guys uh, head to the NFL. I, it's, it, without knowing the picture, it's hard to, to know exactly what you're going to need, but 
uh, it's it's all going to start on the line of scrimmage with offensive and defensive linemen, I would assume. Uh, Everything oh. else you can you can kind of fill in, and I think we've got a, a really good pipeline on campus developing at most other places, probably corner as well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, the the stakes for OULSU just got um, just got taken up a notch. Ohio Sooner says the loser of OULSU has to stay in Shreveport for a weekend. <laughs> Man, <laughs> now Never I'm mind. nervous. We can, we, Missouri or Arkansas, we'll pick between them. Uh, yeah. a, a, other position need in the portal, according to the text line, field goal kicker. And they're bringing yeah. in Liam Evans for more high school this year, but yeah, kicker's got to be, got to be, got to yeah. be better next year. No other way to say it. Yep, that's right. All right. Um, Wide I receiver, guess. we may lose players way deep. We need defensive line badly, says another texter. So, OU will be, um, when the portal opens up here in, what, 13 days or so, OU's definitely going to be an active player. I and will, I, I'll give you a definitive list of exactly what we need in the oh, transfer okay. portal next segment. What do you think about that? Do you already have the list in front of you, or are you going to compile a list in about three and a half minutes? I've got my list mainly done, but... Um, I'll have it totally ready next segment. Sound good? Are you going to say, hell, an offensive coordinator in the portal, too? Oh, yeah. I may, I may, you never know if I could. I could go staff in there as well. Could go staff. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next here from Riverwind Casino. Stay tuned. You're listening to the home.